In this episode, we're talking about the YouTube publishing challenge. This is something that I did. I published 31 videos in a row on YouTube, and I actually made some money doing it. So we're going to talk about that in this episode. Hello, and welcome to Money Lab, the podcast. We're back, baby. That's how it works here. <laughs> All right, so it's just me. I don't have a guest on today, and that's probably going to be like that for a little bit. It's probably not going to have a lot of guests. I just don't feel like uh, <laughs> scheduling guests, if I'm being honest, because I don't have, I think I have any other speed here. But in this episode, as I mentioned before, we're going to talk about my YouTube publishing challenge. I want to tell the story about that challenge and how it went, and all the juicy deets in between. So what is what was the challenge? So I wanna talk about YouTube in general. So I, obviously if you know me and you've followed me for a long time, you know I have a website called Swim University, and I've, I was looking for some sort of like consistent content to put out uh, for Money Lab specifically. I know I'm saying Swim University, but I'm actually talking about Money Lab. And so with Swim University, we, you know, we put out blog posts on a more consistent basis. And when we're looking at uh, YouTube, we we have a YouTube plaque because we've been putting out tons and tons of weekly videos on the Swim University channel and it's grown because of it. And it's a complete SEO play for us. And honestly, it's been very rewarding and it's it's actually really helped our business because Obviously, the blog gets a ton of visitors. I think the last time uh, in the last time I checked, it was like five million visitors a year, which is awesome, right? And that's five million pool owners or hot tub owners specifically. And so we know a lot of our people are on YouTube. I know YouTube has always been something that I wanted to really double down on for a very long time, but creating consistent videos when you have to do a lot of research, when you you know, you can't just do a reaction video. You can't, I mean, you could, uh, or you could, you know, be the biggest pool YouTuber there is and just clean people's pools and film with your iPhone and then edit it down. And it's just, it's a lot of work, but it makes sense over there, right? It makes sense that we do that. It makes sense that we put the time in for that just the same way we do with our blog posts. Now, Money Lab is a little different, but I want to share with you what happens over at Swim University. So at Swim University, uh, we have a couple of goals, but our main goal is for them to buy our courses. We have a course on pool care. We have a course on hot tub care, and they're completely different audiences, so we create videos for those people. Now, for an example, in January of 2021, and this is between – or sorry, not January of 2021, but just in 2020 – in 2021, between January and September, we had 62,483 new email subscribers to our list, specifically pool owners. Okay, now 43,491 of them came from our website. So it's just standard Google SEO, right? Through our blog posts. 3,873 subscribed from our YouTube channel. Now you might be thinking, well, that's a much lower number. However, <laughs> we've only been pitching the email, you know, subscribing to our email list in 2021. So we have videos that are absolutely 
massive, right? And they're doing uh, like they're they're not promoting this thing. So this is new for us to promote our email list. So four thousand people is a lot of people to come from YouTube. Okay, in the, in its first year. What's interesting though, when you look at the conversion rates between the people who subscribe on the website and people who subscribe on YouTube, it's basically the same. It's about five and a half percent conversion rate, which is nuts. Now, when I say conversion rate, I don't mean from viewers to subscribers. I mean, those subscribers that we got became customers. So what does that tell me? That tells me that the YouTube audience is highly engaged. Like they're taking the time to watch your video. They want your cheat sheet. In our case, it's a cheat sheet. They're going to our website or they're clicking the description and they're entering their email address and they're buying our products because they've watched us on YouTube, right? Just like they read our blog posts. So I'm thinking I got to tap into that, right? With, with Money Lab, but with Money Lab, I thought let's let's try to do you know edited content or just you know screen grabs whatever. I've tried that in the past, didn't really work for me. Uh, it was hard to come up with ideas to be honest. And because uh, of the way Money Lab works, I'm constantly working on different projects. Like obviously, I'm working on a YouTube challenge this month. You know, in October this month, I'm doing Facebook ads. Next month, who knows what I'm going to be doing? You know, I'm mean, I'm even recording this podcast. That's a whole different project. So I'm always doing different stuff and I, I I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I wanted to publish content on YouTube and tap into the same sort of success we've seen with some university, but over at Money Lab. And something happened. So I, I constantly bring this up to Steph, who is uh, my life partner, my girlfriend, my future wife. And I am constantly saying like, I, I, I wish I could just be on YouTube, but I don't have a YouTube idea. I don't have, what is the content? What is Money Lab? What am I gonna do there? And I never know what to do. And she came up, she said, you know what you should do? You should do website teardowns on YouTube. I think people would find that really interesting. And I immediately scoffed at that idea. I was like, no, there's no, who's gonna sit there and watch me do like a, you know, a reaction, a reaction video to, you know, a website. It's just, I don't know. I didn't see the, I didn't see the value in it. So I kind of ignored it, but I thought it was like, all right, it's an idea it's sitting there. You know, I remembered it and I have a community called money lab pro where there's a bunch of other online entrepreneurs. And I, I spend a lot of my time there actually, cause I like to ask questions. I like to help other people and, uh, who are working on the same things that I'm working on. And so I, I, so every Friday we do what's called happy hour, uh, where we jump on a zoom call for an hour. And I had brought up this idea to the group. I think there was about 10 of us on the call that day. And I said, you know, I really want to get on YouTube, but I don't know if this is, I, Steph had this idea and I kind of was like, it's website teardowns, blah, blah, blah. And I just watched everyone's face go like, oh, Oh, that's interesting. And it was like, oh, what do you mean it's interesting? They're like, I'm like, why would you why would you watch that? Well, it turns out it's like, well, I just want to see what other people are doing. It's like you're showcasing other sites and, you know, that's interesting. I want to see, you know, I have a site. I want to see what other people are doing. I was like, all right, that's an interesting idea, okay. 
And then I was, and then, you know, I was, I was driving up to the mountains with Steph and I, you know, I told her that, you know, the, the community responded really well to the idea. And then I said, man, maybe there is something to this because what am I really doing? I'm, I'm going on YouTube and I'm showcasing, I know what I'm talking about, right? By looking at somebody's website and offering critiques on how to improve it, which I could do all day. I could do that in my sleep. I don't look at a lot of websites, but when I do, I, I have stuff to say about them because I just, I mean, I've been do, designing websites for, I want to say 20 years now. I know, what am I, 38? Yeah, 20 years. It's just a long time. And I, you know, not, I've, I've done it professionally. I've worked for a company doing it. I've done it for myself, obviously, a lot more than anything else. I've done it for sites that I've started and taken down. Uh, I've built, you know, a social network for dogs in my in my career. I've done a lot of sites and I have a lot to say about them and and so I you know I thought okay, you know, the process aside, let me just try one. And I put one up and I'm like, okay, this was really easy. <laughs> I used uh uh Ecamm Live to record everything. Just like I did the live videos for Money Lab Live, which was a whole nother experiment which we will talk about on a future episode. And so I did the exact same thing, but it was a little bit more, you know, the, my first episode I put out was bad. <laughs> it was really bad because I, I, so I have this like camera set up. I have this uh, Canon uh, M50, which was a $600 DSLR camera that I bought. It came with a stock lens, whatever lens is on it. I have this one little light that I got for like a hundred bucks on Amazon and I got it on a tripod and it kind of acts as my, uh, as my webcam because it kind of sits directly above my monitor. If you go on to, if you go to moneylab.co slash YouTube dash challenge, I have pictures of the setup. So you can see that if you want to see that, uh, if you're interested in this, but I actually, I love it because I, my monitors do have webcams built into them, but they're bad. <laughs> they make me, well, the cameras, I guess are fine. They pick up what they need to pick up. They make me look terrible. Uh, and, I just was like, okay, like I use them for talking to friends on Zoom and stuff, but I really wish I had like a high quality webcam that was permanently set up. I've tried all different things where I've attached it to the desk. And, and honestly, the best solution for me was to just put it on a tripod behind my desk. So that way, if I, you know, if I bang on the table, which I just did, if you didn't hear that, you, you know, it doesn't shake the camera because the camera is not on or mounted to the desk. It's slightly behind the desk. And that's really been the best setup for me. And it's pointed directly at me at all times. The screen's flipped out. I could go on and on about the techni technical parts of that because since I'm a nerd, but it actually acts as my webcam. It plugs right on my computer and it's always on. I have it plugged in permanently to a power outlet and it's always on. So whenever I fire up Zoom, whenever I fire up Loom, whenever I fire up Ecamm Live, the camera just comes on and it's a nice camera. It's got a little bit of bokeh. It's you know not a huge, crazy amount of depth of field. I think it's only like like a 3.2 aperture, but the wall behind me is a little bit far. I mean, the guitars are clear in the, in the shot. And then I have this like one accent light behind me that I, you know, I just press it with my foot and it turns on anyway. So the first one I did, the first video that I did, I, somebody submitted it. So I put up a, a reform. So I, I use this company called reform for my, just to collect data. It's like, instead of using Google forms or type form, it's like a cheaper version of type form. That's a little bit just simpler for even the user and for myself. And I I sent an email out, I think, or did I send an email? I think I just I tweeted it or something. And I was like, hey, if you want me to do a website tear down, you know, throw your throw your uh URL in here. And I asked a couple of bits of information like, you know, how many how many 
how much traffic do you get? That sort of thing. So the first one that you can watch on YouTube, it was rambly. It was like 30 minutes. It was rambly. I, and, uh, people liked it, but my friend who is not into this whatsoever, like he does not have a website. He's just like a friend who works in a totally different industry. Uh, he texted me and said, Hey, I saw your YouTube video and I really like it. I was like, okay, well, why, (laughs) first of all, why are you watching that? It's doesn't, you don't have a website, but he's like, I don't know. I just like you, you're kind of entertaining and I liked watching it. I was like, you know, and this is a guy who he never says a serious, he never says a serious thing. Like everything's a bit with him. So I'm just surprised to hear this like sincerity (laughs) that he liked the video, but then he gave some feedback, which he does often with like uh, grammar mistakes that I make on Twitter. (laughs) He's the first to text me and said like, oh, you you fucking don't know, you don't know anything about grammar. (laughs) You're, you're terrible writer. But he had some critiques and they were really good critiques like, hey, you know, you rambled. And so I started the next video. I decided to like clean it up, add some scenes with with Ecamm and sort of like create, okay, what am I constantly talking about? I talk about page speed a lot. I talk about SEO. I talk about branding a lot, color schemes, all that stuff. So I devised this sort of like uh, blueprint, this template for how I critique the video, how I critique the websites, right? So, so far... I have this form to collect the submission so I don't have to come up with the content or find websites. They come to me, right? Then I have a format where, and I'm using, by the way, I'm using a stream deck to just hit buttons and doing it all on the fly. So when you watch those videos on YouTube, none of them were edited whatsoever. Everything that you see on those videos is me clicking buttons in real time. And then I just, when I hit stop, I, it, the, the Ecamm just prompts me and I just upload it directly to YouTube right from there. And then I, I'm basically done at that point because my assistant takes over and she adds the thumbnail. She adds a description, you know, that we have like a pre-written description that she copies and pastes over from Asana, you know, into YouTube. She creates the end cards. She schedules it for, for publishing. It's, it was like the process couldn't, couldn't be easier. I literally have the the website at my disposal from Reform. I just pull up the next one in the queue. I I hit the record button. I have a little timer that I also hit at the same time that sets for 15 minutes. And I just, I do my thing and I move through it. And a lot of times I don't even look at the website before I record because I want that sort of natural reaction because I think it's entertaining. So I have the, the format, right? I have the setup of all the equipment. That's just all ready to go. The only thing I have to do is I have to turn on the lights. And, you know, I always have my speakers on. I always have my microphone plugged in. Like, my setup is my setup. It's always here. I have to click a few buttons. And I have to pull up Reform. And I have to pull up Ecamm Live. But once that's all up, then I can just bang out videos. You know, I could do four videos in an hour because they're 15 minutes a piece. That's great. So I have the, the, the setup. And then I have the, the process. The process was super easy. The process is, I, I did, I think I did the first three or four, maybe even five videos where I was sort of working out the kinks, like what's the thumbnail going to look like? You know, is it going to be me? Is it going to be the the website that I'm critiquing? 
Uh, do I want some sort of branding on it for what, what it is, all this stuff. So I had to work a few things out, you know, come up with what I was writing in the description, come up with the end card I wanted to use or the end screen I wanted to use, how to put tags in, just like basic SEO publishing on YouTube stuff, right? But everything I did, I would, I would do it myself and then I would write down what I did. And then I was able to film a Loom video teaching my assistant how to do it. So I sent that to her and then I sent the pre-written or I sent whatever I wrote down as the process. All of that is stored in Asana. So she, if she ever needs it, she can just go into Asana and pull those things up. The descriptions there, it's all in Asana. And then whenever a new video is uploaded, I just create a task in Asana for her with the name of the video. And then she can log into YouTube. Uh, she's a team member within my channel, which you can set up and she can go in and do those things, right? So the only other thing I've, I did was I implemented a promotion engine. It's very, it's very simple. All I do is I have a zap set up that every time a new video is published, it automatically tweets it out, it automatically puts it up on my Facebook page, and it automatically puts it on LinkedIn. And it's funny because I was like, well, who cares, right? <laughs> like, is anybody, it works on Twitter, because uh, I, I have a following there. And a friend of mine that I went to high school with and, and is still friends with, he's, he found the video on Twitter, or sorry, on LinkedIn, and it was like, it didn't text me about it. So I'm like, okay, that I guess it works. You know, I guess people are watching it on LinkedIn. That's pretty cool. It's not it's not a native video. It's just like a link to the YouTube video, but it's working. Now I don't send it out on my email list because I don't want to. You know, when I was doing 31 videos in a row, I didn't want to have to send an email out every day like new video, new video. I just did it, you know, once to promote it. Maybe like, you know, as as I was updating this challenge, I would send those out. So. I'm gonna fast forward here because that's the setup. And each time I did a video, I changed something, I improved something. And what's great about YouTube is there's comments, which is not something you get on a podcast. But the comments were like, hey, this, and I would talk to my community and they would say, hey, well, you know, you need a better this. Or I would sit there and, you know, watch the video and say, what can I do better here? What, you know, and the whole goal of this if we, if, if I go back to the beginning, right, the, the, the actual like challenge was to publish 31 videos in a row in the month of October and document the results and the revenue because I wanted this to actually make money. Now, originally I just, I, you know, I had ads turned on cause I have enough subscribers and I had enough watch time to be able to get, what is it called? Like just be a part of the YouTube advertising program or whatever. And I had them turned on for probably 20 days. And then, you know, Miles Beckler and uh, I tweeted me and said like, why do you have, ad why do you have ads turned on? Cause I had updated the list and said like, I had made like $200 from ads in the month, sort of bragging about it. And he's like, why do you have ads turned on? Like what, you're just gonna have like freaking fake gurus like Ty Lopez, you know, running ads in the front of your content, like screw that noise. You know, and I and I, at first I was like, yeah, but that's money I'm I'm throwing away. And but because I was doing a video every day and I was and I was kind of like trying to get subscribers and that was sort of not that I not that I use that metric as like a goal, but I am servicing an audience and I figured, well, there's better ways to make money. And even Miles was like, there's better ways to make money than advertising. I mean, it's like it's just not so do your audience a favor and take the ads off 
so that way they can watch your content ad free but you know you still promote something and at the time in the beginning of the videos i had nothing to promote i had at first i was promoting just affiliate links right so i would just if i mentioned uh, if i was looking at a, if i was critiquing a website and the website was slow i would say you know you should install wp rocket and if you go to moneylab.co/rocket then you know you can download you know you download i get an affiliate code or whatever right that's my affiliate link that's you can't measure that <laughs> you know you can't uh it's just not a good system for revenue so i'm like all right i need something a little bit more predictable a little bit more measurable like how do i know that these youtube videos specifically are paying off and what we did on swim university in our first two years when we were like when we started making consistent videos i've been on youtube since 2011 but in the last like from 2019 2020 those two years where we were producing a, a video every single week an animated video every single week we were offering a coupon code for our course which at the time was only 49 dollars. so we were saying hey you know use this coupon video and get a, i think it was like 10 percent off or whatever the course and people would use that coupon code and we could do we could go into podia which is what we use to sell our course and we could pull up, okay, how many people used the video coupon code? Then we know that they watched our video, but they could have watched it on, embedded on our website or they could have watched it on YouTube. So we really didn't know, but it was the YouTube video that was specifically resulting in those sales. So we knew that. In 2021, we switched everything because we set up a whole new funnel system, which is gonna be another episode of this podcast. We set up a whole nother system where it made more sense for us to collect leads from YouTube as opposed to just getting them to buy our product. So we created a cheat sheet, a pool care cheat sheet, and I did a whole bunch of testing to see what worked and what didn't work. I tried checklists, I tried eBooks, I tried a video, I tried a cheat sheet, and a cheat sheet just like converted the best. And I guess, you know, in hindsight, it makes sense why it would, at least for me. And again, we'll go into that in a different episode. So. For me, it was I was like, okay, you know, at, at first I was like, uh, you can see a couple of videos if you go back and watch them where I promote all of my courses. So I have, you know, four courses or sorry, I have five courses on Money Lab that I sell and I have a, a WordPress theme. So I put all of those together, you know, six, six products. And I was like, hey, if you use the promo code video, you'll get 20% off uh, whatever. And. It worked. I had two people use the promo code, but they bought Carbonate, which is my cheapest product. And I was just like, well, I'm not really giving anybody a directive into what to buy. And it just felt like it just felt very like I was, you know, spraying as opposed to target shooting. You know, if, if I could, I can't find a better analogy than that. So I think it was probably halfway through the, the challenge. I decided to create a cheat sheet and I came up with this idea because we were like, well, what's the what's something I could offer for free as a free downloadable that in exchange for your email address? Like what's what's the easiest thing I can offer? And also I wanted to think about something that aligned with what I was doing. So I was, you know, talking about, you know, improving your website. And so I thought, oh, okay, like I could create this cheat sheet of all the things that I use to optimize my individual blog posts. I was like, that that's a great idea. And then it was like perfect post, you know, the perfect post 
kind of alliteration showed up in my head and I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll run with that. And so I sat down and I, I, I think it took me an hour to make the cheat sheet because I already had everything. I, I mean, I've been doing it for years and I had it all written down. I just needed to design it. So I designed it in Adobe XD as a PDF, exported it, uh, and then created a lead page. And there, there you go. I Now all you had to do was subscribe and I sent you the cheat sheet. So that was the first step. Second step was, well, I needed a product to sell after they downloaded the cheat sheet. And so I created a workshop based on the cheat sheet where I went in depth into individual blog posts on Swim University, the highest earning blog posts, and showed how I optimized those using the principles in the cheat sheet. So it's an hour long workshop on the practical side of actually using the cheat sheet to create posts that are highly ranked and make a lot of money. And I also added a bonus lesson to that workshop about setting up Google Analytics and other tools so that you can find out how much a blog post is a blog post post is worth to you. So all this, and I and I and for that, that's a relatively inexpensive product. So I set that up like middle of the challenge, maybe towards the end of the challenge. And I started promoting this cheat sheet in, in all the videos and people were subscribing. Like, I think I got like three or 400 subscribers, which is pretty good. And, and I know I have an existing audience, but it's not that huge. So all of these people were mostly coming from YouTube because that's all really all I, you know, I only had it on YouTube. Now it's everywhere, but that's where I started. I ended up selling, uh, if we, if we, if I scroll to the bottom here of this post, I'm just going to give you the numbers of everything. So that, so in YouTube ads for that month, I made only $202 and 56 cents. And that's because one, you don't make shit with YouTube ads, but also I turned off the YouTube ads, you know, maybe three quarters of the way through. Uh, I had those two carbonate purchases, those two WordPress theme purchases that I said that use the coupon code. I made $126.40 from that. But that workshop that I kind of, I don't even want to say I threw it together, but, uh, you know, I think I spent a day putting it together and then filming it. And, you know, obviously I could film things pretty quickly. I made $936 in that. It was huge. And so I'm like, oh, okay, got the system. So you so total I made $1264.96 and my assistant charged me roughly 300 bucks. So I did pretty good at like 900 bucks for that month. Now obviously I did a video every single day which is a lot of work, but those videos now exist on the platform and people are still subscribing and people are still buying that workshop. And then now it's my job to create a deeper funnel where I could sell my other products and create uh, and create more revenue for myself, you know, once they subscribed. And that's up to me to do going forward. And, and we can get into that. But yeah, I only gained 178 new subscribers. But overall, because I was just putting out content consistently, I just was I was I was just around more often to my own audience. And Money Lab saw a 15% increase in overall revenue just from just from being there. And I went and had a beer with my friend, and he's like, dude, you're blowing up my YouTube feed because you're just, you know, you're publishing a video every day. And I didn't even think that that would be sort of a byproduct of that, but it was. 
And so, yeah. Did it revolutionize my business? No. When I do challenges, they're pretty short-term, and they never really do. But it has completely opened me up into a new direction for Money Lab. And that is why you're listening to this podcast, because the videos and doing a consistent piece of content and hearing the feedback from the YouTube comments and on Twitter saying, bring the goddamn podcast back. This is this just awakened all of that. And I love that it's streamlined. I love that I can just show up and be myself and be an expert in the thing that I've studied 20 years of my life doing. I could do this for pools too. If I if I could go on I could do a podcast about pools and be, you know, I, I could do a I could do a video, I could do live videos on Facebook about pools, I could do it on YouTube about pools. It's the same thing I could do here. I could do it about home brewing too. It's things that I'm into. So that's the story of this 31 day challenge. It it has just ignited a fire again that I'm very excited about because I really, I really liked doing it. I thought, you know, 31 episodes in a row, that's a lot of work. <laughs> that's a lot of episodes. I had such a blast doing it. And I think it's because I could turn on the camera. I was by myself. I could do it whenever I was in a, like a, a positive mood and I had a ton of <laughs> caffeine in me. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. You know, you can look at my Apple watch. Anytime I did a review, like I, like it's like I'm working out, I guess like my heart's racing or, or whatever's happening. And, and it was just like so much fun to do. And I'm like, well, I, I, you know, if that, and it was easy. I mean, I could do again, one hour and I had four days covered, <laughs> you know, of work. So, and I'm, and I'm not going to do it daily going forward. I think I'm just going to stick to, you know, uh, probably twice, maybe three times a week, but all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do a podcast. Let's do multiple podcasts. Let's do multiple videos. Let's do different shows on YouTube. I, it just sky's the limit. And I'm just going to point everybody to one place. And that is my perfect post cheat sheet. And that's what I'm doing right now. You can download it if you go to moneylab.co slash cheat sheet. And I know that you're probably in the car. You're probably on a treadmill. But if you can open up your phone, and if you're driving, please don't do this. But if you, did you did you guys hear that? I think you did hear that. That was my 30 minute timer. <laughs> I don't know if I want that to play, but you heard it. Oh, also what's cool about the podcast. Anyway, well, sorry, what was I saying? I'm saying if, if, you, if, you, if you're driving or you're uh, on a treadmill or whatever, and you could just like stop and just write down or memorize moneylab.co slash cheat sheet and go home and download it. You will, people love it. I've gotten all good feedback about it. I'm very, very happy with it. I'm planning on adding even more stuff to it and making it a little beefier, but like not telling anybody, just kind of doing it, you know? And yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pumped. Also, what's super cool about this podcast too, is I'm doing it by myself uh, for now, and I'm planning on having some guests here and there, but I want the guests here in my home because I have a setup to do it. It's much easier to do it here than it is to schedule it on Zoom. Such a pain in my ass, you know, schedule it on Zoom. I don't want to do that. I just don't. 
I want them here in studio. And and thankfully, there's a ton of people around me that do this. So uh, uh, there's definitely people to talk about. And now we can maybe start traveling again so maybe people can fly in for this. That would be cool, right? Uh, so moneylab.co slash cheat sheet. And yeah, the other thing I want to mention just about this podcast really quick before we before I wrap it all up. Uh, it's I kind of feel like I'm doing some old school broadcasting shit here because I have my little stream deck and I can control things. And so far, I just have a timer and I have some theme music to play, which I'll play on the way out. But I'm going to have a lot more things. There's going to be a lot more stuff happening during the show. Anyway, uh, I hope you like it. I hope you found it. I hope you like the story. Hope you like this episode. And if you did, let's talk to each other because I, I you know, this whole idea of, of podcasting into a vacuum sucks. So if you could, I've put links in the show notes where you can contact me on Twitter and just email me at mattatmoneylab.co. All right. Email me. Tell me what you think. Or if you have any ideas for show topics or things that you want to hear me talk about, I will absolutely do them and I will put them out as episodes. And that's the end of the show. So appreciate it, and I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.